Hey guys, in light of the current COVID-19 crisis, I am teaming up with Himalaya to show our support. From April 1st through the end of May, Himalaya will match the exact dollar amount for every active subscriber to our premium channel and donate it to direct relief to support our healthcare workers. Go to your favorite app store, download the Himalaya app, search for Personal Revolution, and subscribe to our premium channel to show your support. Let's fight this pandemic together. Hey, revolutionaries, it's Allison Task. I hope you are so well. Right now in the Northeast, it's gone from snowing last week to 90 this week. And of course, humid, because that's what happens in the Northeast. And wow, it's been intense. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are healthy. I hope you are managing through the pandemic in some parts of the world. I know I have a client in in Australia. He's going out to restaurants and feeling pretty happy about that. Um, People in Maryland are getting together in small groups. Wherever you are, I hope you are safe. And a little bit of housekeeping before we jump in with today's topic, which is storytelling, which is so near and dear to my heart and so critical for my coaching practice. I'm going to give you some specific tools to use. And this this session is more of an insight session. Let's just start calling these sessions, right? This podcast, this, this coaching session is more of an insight session. So get yourself a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a glass of wine, whatever you like to help you settle in and think. Um, and again, before we start, I have two notes. First of all, if you're hearing this lovely echo, I just want to apologize. As you know, I'm working from the home studio, so we're working out some kinks. The next time you hear from me, it will be gorgeous and rich, and I'll be using my new Yeti mic, and uh, all will be well. I'm making, I'm actually, I'll, I'll tell you how I hack together this little audio studio in case you're interested, but for now, please bear with my echo. And second, um, over the summer, I am going to be moving this podcast to two to three times a month instead of weekly. Um, I am going to try and give myself some easier Fridays so um, the pace will go down. But my hope is to bring up the quality of the podcast. So the pace will go down, but your bonus episodes will get richer and deeper. And this one, this is a rich and deep one. So settle in. The topic is storytelling. Now, why why do we care about storytelling? Why do I care about storytelling? Why is storytelling important? First, I want to tell you about a book I'm reading by a woman named Emily Espahani Smith. Emily Espahani Smith. You can look her up. She is a fantastic writer, journalist. She's also a graduate, a master's graduate of the happiness program at University of Pennsylvania with Martin Seligman, who is responsible or credited with creating the whole positive psychology movement. So she goes deep into that world. And her book that I'm reading, I just read it. Then I listened to the audiobook. Now I'm going to read it again because it is rich and deep. It's called The Power of Meaning, Finding Fulfillment in a World Obsessed with Happiness. Huh. In this zone right now, right, in the global pandemic, I've become very interested in meaning, right? I've been reading a lot about how people have managed through uh, World War II. I've been reading Viktor Frankl again, of course, who who a survivor of the Holocaust. It seems like every time I pick up a depthful article in The Atlantic, they're quoting Viktor Frankl, the author of Man's Search for Meaning. And I'm looking to my bookshelf to see it, and I don't have it because I 
what? I just gave it to a client to read because it's such a powerful and important book about managing yourself in great challenge. A Holocaust, this is not. A pandemic, this is. This is a crisis. I have a friend who recently posted on, he's a trauma specialist, and he recently posted on Facebook, you know, you're not working from home. You're not homeschooling right now. You're working from home in a crisis. You're homeschooling in a crisis. So we have to remember that we are sitting under that umbrella now. So if we're feeling extra anxious, stressed, depressed, not like ourselves, we're in a crisis, people. And even though we're home and we're comfortable, and a lot of people will say, all you have to do is sit at home, watch Netflix, chill out. Okay, that's also true. But this still adds stress, right? We're, we're not allowed to do certain things. We go to the grocery store with gloves and masks. It's stressful. So let's not minimize the crisis that we are in. Let's remember it and, if possible, reach out to, to help someone who's deeper in that crisis than we are, if possible. So finding fulfillment in a world obsessed with happiness. As you know from the podcast course, episode four, one of my favorites, is called Come On, Get Happy. I took the happiness class at UC Berkeley. I am a believer and a practitioner of positive psychology. Coaching, after all, was birthed from the world of positive psychology. And yet, Emily S. Fahani Smith, who I am just loving right now, is kind of dissing on happiness a little bit, right? She's going, the power of meaning, finding fulfillment in a world obsessed with happiness. It sort of sounds like a dig on happiness. It is and it isn't. In her book, Emily Esfahani Smith talks about happiness as a lighter feeling. Hi, so glad to see you. Yes. And meaning is depthful. Meaning is facing challenges, doing something worthwhile. It's not easy. It's not light. It's not chipper and big smiley face, but it's rich. Meaning and happiness. And in my coaching practice now, I'm moving my clients to meaning. Sometimes people will come in and say, I want a job that makes me happy. Do you? Sure, we all do. But if you can do meaningful, you won't be happy all the time because meaningful means it's hard work, but you'll have a richer life and a richer experience. I know a lot of um, European thinkers look to America, not now, but in the past as, oh, we're just, we're happy, you know, in pursuit of happiness. We want happy. And it's a lightweight emotion. It's not that depthful. It's important, and if you're sad, trying to get happy helps you shift to another place, but meaning is even richer. So I want to talk about meaning today, specifically through storytelling. Now, she has found four pillars of meaning in her world. They are belonging, being part of a group, loving other people, connecting with people. Purpose, maybe you find great purpose in raising your children, Maybe you find great purpose in looking after your grandfather, caretaking. Maybe you find great purpose in your work. Storytelling, which we'll just be talking about today. And transcendence. Transcendence is a rich spiritual experience. Sometimes you're getting there through meditation, religion, transcendence. Now, when it comes to storytelling, storytelling is your interpretation of your life. That's big. What do you tell yourself about your life? What's the story you tell? Now, in her book, Emily Espahani Smith refers to uh, an anthropologist and author called Mary Catherine Bateson. She also wrote a fabulous book called Composing a Life that I, I read and enjoyed and can recommend. 
And Mary Catherine Bateson says that storytelling is an act of creation. It's the composition of our lives. When you talk about how you were born, how you were raised, what high school or college was like, what your marriage is like, you're telling a story. There are facts, and then you're arranging the facts to make sense to you. You are arranging the facts to come to a conclusion. You're arranging the facts to share something with the listener. You're creating a narrative. And here's a quote directly from Emily's book. By taking the disparate pieces of our lives and placing them together into a narrative, we create a unified whole that allows us to understand our lives as coherent. And coherence, psychologists say, is a key source of meaning. So that's super important. There are four pillars of meaning in our lives, and storytelling is one of them. And I believe you, I, we engage in storytelling all the time. We engage in storytelling at the beginning of this podcast when I said, hey, you're homeschooling in a crisis. You're working from home in a crisis. I want you to remember that part of the detail because it's really important. It's really important to give yourself a little credit for how hard you're working right now and all the extra stress that's coming on to you. That's my story. And I want, I want to shift your story. I'm trying to edit your story to remind you of that. That's important, I think, for mental health. Now, others may say, it's fine. We're so lucky, right? We're so lucky. That's part of their story. So your story is, is 25% of the meaning in your life. So I want to tell you about two ways to handle a challenge in your life and in your storytelling, two tools that you have. I want to make you aware of them so that you can use them more effectively for yourself. In Emily's book, she talks about psychologist Dan McAdams, who comes from Northwest University and is an expert on narrative identity. What is narrative identity? It's who we are, where we come from, and what it means. Origin story, your story. So that means in her book, she uses an example of, hey, when I was little, my parents taught me how to swim by tossing me in a pool. Now you can go in two directions with that story. You can say, and that's why I'm the brave, strong person I am today, or that's why I have a problem with trust and I hate the water, right? So what's your story going to be? When there's a twist, when there's a turn in your story, how do you interpret it? and make it yours. He, as an academic, of course, did research on storytelling. And he found that there are two distinct types of stories when something big happens. There's a redemptive story where you go from suffering to salvation. And then there's a contamination story where you go from good to bad. So in that example I just gave of a parent tossing a child in the pool, that can be, and that's why I'm the person I am today, or, and that's why, that's why I'm the person I am today, right? It's redemption or contamination. He found that people who tell contamination stories are more likely to be anxious and depressed when things go from good to bad, and that people who tell redemptive stories about their life, they're more likely to contribute to society. Now, there are other types of stories as well that he identified, but I think these two stories are really crucial in this moment. Last bonus podcast, we talked about setting up a goal for this summer. What do you want to do this summer? 
So we know we're going to be in the pandemic and summer plans are going to change and camp's not going to happen, yada, yada, yada. We're not going to travel the way we wanted to. We're canceling the trips. And what else is going to happen in this summer? I bumped into a friend yesterday while walking and she said, it's an unprecedented summer. The children literally are going to stay on their blocks. Huh. How can we set up situations so that this can be a rich experience for the children? I know I'm spending more time with my children than ever before. I'm spending more time with my husband than ever before. We're all hanging out more than ever. I have to say my children are lighting up. My husband and I are working real, real hard to event plan for the day as much as we can just to keep them off screens and to help them keep going because they're real little. But the children seem to be, oh, see, I just did it. But the children seem to be. So I'm telling a story about how hard things are for me and my husband and how good they are for my children. It's a contamination story, right? I just caught myself doing a contamination story. So now let me ask you, what's the story you're telling yourself about this summer? about how you're gonna spend the summer. When you're looking at the summer, how do you think it's gonna go? We all know the event that happens that changes it for everyone. How do you see this going? Now let's go backwards. When you talk to yourself about April, right? The month that we were all shut down. What happened to you in April? What changed? Is there a version of your story that's a contamination story? Is there a version of your story that's a redemption story? Now, of course, if you are experiencing great depression and anxiety, please speak with a professional. Please speak with a psychotherapist. I do have clients right now who are like, it's time to make the call. Coaching does not take the place of psychiatry or psychotherapy, and neither does this podcast at all. Know yourself and know if it's time to go into that direction. So right now, there are a tremendous amount of online therapies that can help you. There's better help, regain, Health Sapiens, online hyphen therapy. And I think right now Talkspace is the biggest, or at least they're promoting it as much as possible. Yeah, Talkspace seems to be really big. I actually spoke with a therapist from Talkspace for an article I was writing, and she seemed really terrific. It seems like a really good service. So I'd recommend Talkspace or BetterHelp at this point if you do want to get some mental health support. Now, that separately, let's get back to storytelling. I challenge you right now to be very aware of the stories you're telling yourself and how that impacts you. Just be aware of it. Just pay attention to it. Look at the stories that you're telling and look at how it impacts you. That's your challenge for this week and ongoing. I caught myself today, right? I caught myself contaminating a story. There are different versions of it. Hey, we're pulling together. I never would have had this amount of time with my children that I do right now. I'm feeling more love than I've ever felt before. I can tell that story. And of course, both stories are true. And you are in control of your narrative. You are in control of it. The facts are the facts and how you weave them together into a story is your choice, right? As they say, history is written by the victors. Now that isn't said in a very positive way, but your history, your life, that is totally written by you. And the story you keep telling yourself over and over again about your life, you can shift it. You can change it. And guess what else? Your story keeps getting written. By who? By you. It keeps continuing. You're the author of your life. Just ask Mary Catherine Bateson because she writes a whole book about it. You move you forward. 
you determine your path, right? That's an ultimate coaching thing to say, because that's what I help people do when people are stuck or not happy with their lives. They come to me and we start rewriting things. I have clients right now who are, you know, Americans talking about leaving the country. They're in Europe. They're talking about going to different parts of Europe. People are just making big grand shifts. That's what I do as a coach. That's how I help my clients. And that's how I help you in this podcast. If you are a client listening to the podcast, you know what I mean. And if so, no, we're going to be talking about storytelling a lot because I'm catching everyone, including myself, telling themselves stories that don't serve them. There are wonderful acts of bravery and meaning that we are experiencing that we're not latching onto because we're going sad or we're going south. And that doesn't mean, as you know, that you don't grieve. Of course you grieve. But that last phase of grief, right? It's not five phases anymore. It's six. You know this from my bonus episodes. There are six stages of grief, thanks to a new book. And that last stage, what is it, guys? It's meaning. It's meaning. Do we get a theme here? When you're in something difficult, it's time to find the meaning. One last little thing, and I think if you remember one thing about this podcast, you'll probably remember this. Ikea. Ikea furniture. Kind of a pain in the neck to put together. I've put together a lot of it. Do you know that psychologists have studied people who put together Ikea furniture, Natch, and people who take the time to put together their furniture like their furniture more because they worked hard to build something. They have more of a connection with that piece of furniture because they built it. And as much of a pain in the neck as it was, it gave them a sense of meaning to build it. Meaning. Not always easy, the hard path, difficult and challenging. And storytelling, how you interpret that experience is a key pillar of meaning. The last Ikea huge dresser that I put together, I built with my daughter. And it was awesome because it was me and her and tools. And we were so productive together and it was really fun and we were a good team. And I loved that Ikea gave me that experience to build a piece of furniture with my daughter. That's the story. So now I think Ikea, I think, ooh, project, what new fun thing am I going to do? That's what's happening. It's helping me love the brand more. That's the story I'm telling. Meaning and storytelling. Those are the two themes today. Take it to the bank. This is a rich episode. Listen, listen again. Get the books I suggested by Mary Catherine Bateson and Emily Esfahani-Smith. Oh, we are going to be talking about that Emily's book a lot in this podcast. It is a real, it is a real cornerstone for the work I'm doing and the work you're doing. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks for showing up today. I hope this gave you something to mull on, to think about, provided some insights. Remember, we've got those redemptive stories we tell and contamination stories. Look at yourself and heck, look at your friends. Observe everyone around you and see the kinds of stories that are being told. I will look forward to connecting with you after Memorial Day. Lots of love. I'm giving you a massive virtual hug. And thanks so much for listening. Take care.